What? Are we recording? Yeah, yes. we're recording. Right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mooth, five timers club. Five timers club. <laughs> I'm making you a One jacket. One more year. I'm making you a One jacket. Yeah, I would like a jacket so that I could oh. just compete with the governor's jacket with his little uh, patch on it. I'd rather have oh, absolutely. the night caucus bedazzled bomber jacket. Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink at a familiar, cozy up by a bubbling cauldron, and join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, I am Katie. I'm Angela. Hello, I am Shanna. She told us I to am say Jillian. hello. Yeah, no, uh, that's true. You got me. Yeah, this is Jillian. We, we have a problem because there's two Katies on this Zoom this time. So we have to do the bloom and move thing. Okay. Potentially. I'm just warning you. The bloom okay. confused well, people like, on the webinar on Thursday. My favorite part, Katie, is where you destroyed the entire flow of the beginning. Listen, That's my favorite part. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Do we flow? Is flow a thing we have ever had? We have we have it for like the first like 30 <laughs> seconds of the pod, and then it it's gone. Listen, it's season that four. Sweet just, 30 seconds. It's season four and we're just starting on fire. This well, season four, like, we're starting on fire. Yeah. Well, like the world. It's fine. The earth is yeah. burning. It's okay. That's season four. Yeah. yeah. London. Bloomin' Mooth is my favorite thing to order at the Outbacks. It's a <laughs> You know, it's Thank giving you. appetizer. Yeah. We love a Bloomin' Mooth. Well, listen, <laughs> gang. Uh, Coven, as you may have guessed, our first episode of season four special guest is katie muth um but one season of sisters of the night caucus away from the very first five timers jacket so um we are super excited and uh you know listen we uh, as you can tell it's on fire it's already on fire um we're gonna start with hexing uh because everything is on fucking fire who wants to go first i feel like my hexes are always the same well that's okay i haven't heard them in a while so you could do it (laughs) It, it's always men patriarchy um yeah um what's the word i'm looking for uh mental load um men um patriarchy and, uh, yeah climate change like why the fuck was it 65 degrees in february yesterday uh, yeah uh-huh uh, uh yeah no and... that's absolutely right um yeah i mean i think our our new segment that we're doing after this is really like right up your alley um bloom uh, i uh actually frankly it's really related to the new segment that we're going to be okay. doing but um holy shit the misogyny has been on fire the last two weeks yeah 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 yeah, that's my hex that's my hex yeah uh angela you got anything oh boy hi (laughs) hi hi 2024 listeners um so my my hex is i'm not gonna lie i'm in a i'm in a philosophical place with my hex today um, you know, because I, I can distinctly remember the moment that I thought that, uh, that I thought I entered and did, um, the age of, of post irony, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like being ironic anymore. I don't like, I'm not sardonic, you know, it's just not me. I'm very earnest. Um, and, and, you know, in the last 24 hours as I contemplated what I wanted to hex, I, I was filled with a deep sadness a little bit because <laughs> I I think I'm reaching and in 2024 is, is young, so this could change. And I actually hope uh-huh. that it does. But I'm feeling right now very post-hex. And, and I'm gonna tell Ooh, you why. I'm gonna tell you why. When everything is hexable, what is the value? You know, like yeah. I, I, it's no, sick. you're not wrong. You know, you're not when, wrong. What is the hex when everything is hexable? And and that that is the framing for what I actually was able to come up with, which I had mm-hmm. to dig deep into what why where is the sadness coming from? Because <laughs> I'm not sad. I'm very happy on a personal <laughs> level. Uh, yeah. that being said, 
So I, I think the impetus of this came from, and, and we're getting to the hex, there's a buildup here. I think this started in New Yorker, uh, New York Mag, like two weeks ago with this stupid ass article by Jonathan Chait that the title of was, do you remember the ecstasy of electing Joe Biden? No, I don't. Ooh. What? I know. Listen, but that's what a lot of people. Is that like a typo? No, no, it's not. <laughs> but then, but then when I when I read it, I'm not gonna lie. When I read it, the opening line says, "We danced in the streets when Joe Biden was elected." Do you remember? And, and I'm not gonna lie. Listen, initially, I, Bloom is looks utterly disgusted. I did dance in the streets. I popped. No, I mean, yeah, I know. Initially, paper. like knowing I that, was, like. That was dancing in relief. Yes, yeah, it, it wasn't like it wasn't a pro Biden dance. It was a yes, it yeah, was yeah. a relief, like thank heavens, let's celebrate this yeah. part is over. So yeah. herein lies, I think what started me down this path is you know, and we all know this, and we've talked about it on here a lot of times. So I'd like to like keep going back to it. 2020 was not normal. It was not normal. It was very bad. It was a terrible year. We were, we, you know, we were surviving a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, we we thought we were coming together in the streets to 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 fight for racial justice. Everyone was dealing with massive amounts of trauma, and we trauma bonded. And we managed to come together to do this thing. And man, we we sold it to people. We told people we were doing it. We're saving democracy. We're doing <laughs> it. And guess what? That's called mania. And that was insane. So that yeah. that I think is an amendment, an amendment to, to your hacks, I think, a little bit is the realization, what is hexable is the realization that we have to do it again. Oh no, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm yeah. Getting, Katie, don't you worry. This is a this is a lead up. We have to do it again, and we're gonna yeah. do it again. But yes. my my hacks is the thing that I think I think we need to get rid of, and I I I want to hex a thing, and then and and then have a request of everyone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and so what I think we need to get rid of if we are going to make a more reasonable non manic request of folks to to come together again is we need to get rid of MSNBC brain. People need to get yes. out of their bubble. They need to get out of their bubbles. I mean this from my heart. If you're listening to this, you will crawl over broken glass to vote for Joe Biden. And you are the perfect person to be a persuasion um agent in the world. But to be really good at that, you got to get out of your bubble and you got to uh, try really, 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 really hard to understand how maybe the folks who aren't 100% on board are feeling. That's mm -hmm. all. So the hex is MSNBC brain in the in the, the the humble and begging request is let's let's try really, really hard to get outside of our comfort zones and try to to be agents of persuasion. Yes. Um, also, Jonathan Chait should stop writing such dumb headlines. And please, please, God. Um, I am going to hex petitions. I'm so over it. I'm sorry. I'm just so over it. I can't. I can't. I hate it. I hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. And um, if uh and you might say jillian well if people could just buy their way onto the ballot it would be chaos yeah it's fucking chaos already who cares um i'm just i'm just tired <laughs> and i just hate them so much um but they're almost over in fact as of hearing this um it will be over uh because you will be listening to this no earlier than february 14th so in that spirit Happy Valentine's Day. Here's our new segment. Men are not well. <laughs> um, I created this channel in our Discord um, a week or two ago 
because um yeah because listen number one this is this is what got it what got it started right so like uh, um taylor swift and her relationship with travis kelsey who actually i'm told that his last name is pronounced kels but he just doesn't like they don't correct people neither of them whatever um anywho her relationship with uh a football player has been a hot topic and also every like self-proclaimed alpha male on twitter is out there just like losing their ever-loving mind in like this by being on the team that won the nf the afc championship travis kelsey will receive a bonus check of around seventy thousand dollars for those wondering why Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, are things beginning to make sense now? Sir, she's a whole billionaire. She, like, literally, I read an article about how she tipped the truck drivers for her tour $100,000 each. That was a tip. So Travis Kelsey's bonus che check couldn't even tip one of her truck drivers. I think I should just go work for Taylor Swift and drive a truck. Right? I'm fine with that. Like, sign me. I, yeah. I, I feel like it could be a lot more fulfilling. Yes. Like, just. I don't have fine. a CDL license, though. So I'm just here that. I will pass do that it. <laughs> right? But yeah, like, so many men on the internet just like losing their shit. Well, they're also not used to a woman having that much money. No, they're certainly not. They're certainly not. She's um, and it's yeah. like, no, she doesn't need Travis Kelsey for anything except his hot body. I don't know. I mean, it's not I, like, frankly, TBH, he's not really like my personal jam, but like, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm more of a Yukon Cornelius girl. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me put that. Listen, the Bear Brother is cuter, in my opinion. Yeah, this is true. I I am a bigger fan. It, it's not just it's not just Pennsylvania pride. I do, in fact, like the Bear Brother better. Um, I love that he's yeah, being referred to as the Bear Brother. The Bear well, Brother. I'm sorry. He's... When you take off your shirt on TV like that and go, oh, I'm gonna call oh, you Bear Brother. That's a bear. Yeah, you could. We could. We could. We could all see it. That's a bear. Um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's just like, uh, like, I just like, please, every man out there, just fucking calm down. Go to therapy. Please, please go to therapy. Um, it's so, like, yeah, that, it's that, like that, a woman yeah. invading the space though, right? It's sports. It's this male right, yeah. environment, except, you know, the women that go and all the, whatever, if you're one of those fans, that's fine. But like, generally speaking- yeah. If you played football, which a lot of NFL put, you know, fans or former whatever yeah. school college, like this is a male dominated space. And now we have this powerful, successful woman. Yeah. Really, if you think about it, innocently in involved in it. She's just just watching her boyfriend play ball. Yeah. Like there's really and, and she can't control TV cameras. You know, like there, there's no. just like a lot of it is um it really kind of does bring out the ugly of the bros. We always knew it was deep down there, but I feel like it has just kind of allowed it, like you said, to just freely flow all over social media. And I yeah. like remind myself, like the woman has to be made of steel. Like any woman in the public, like you just have yeah. to have a thick fucking skin. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Shout out to Travis and Jason on their podcast because a lot of the stuff that they do is like not toxic masculine masculinity. Like sometimes there's like some bro shit, uh -huh. but like they opened up a whole comment section on their podcast. Cause like, well, now we have a bunch of new listeners who know nothing about football. And like, they're actually really cool about like mm -hmm. answering specific questions for people who haven't been football fans before. And da -da -da. like, it's actually like what they do yeah. is really sweet. And they're actually kind of adorable on the podcast. And they show um, human emotion. Yes. Shocking. Yes. I mean, yeah, it is shocking, I, yeah. Though, isn't it? No. Yeah. And I just like, I also want to add, like, this is not like in particular, like a defense of Taylor Swift. Like, I don't, 
she's fine. I listen to Taylor Swift. Um, I would not classify myself as a Swifty. Um, but like this, this shit's level. Um, like people are losing their mind over a woman being shown watching her boyfriend play football for three seconds during a three-hour game. Get your shit together. Um. Okay, what's next? Cyber trucks. What is a cyber truck? I'm sorry. Okay, so this is Elon Musk. Oh, and his Tesla bullshit. The cyber truck is the weird, like shaped. It like doesn't really work. Like it can't even go up like a minor hill. Um, it's so ugly. Uh. And this week we saw on oh, it looks Twitter, like a tank or something, right? It looks like a tank, but like is absolutely non-functional. Um, couldn't even probably survive a wreck with like a Peugeot, like for real. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, saw a dude get out of his cyber truck, which he closed the door with both hands. Why? Cool move. Um, and then has like the new apple glass like glasses things where like do computer air um and it's just like waving his arms around um it's just the goggles yeah, yeah. the goggles yeah um just, like, look like a an lot idiot. of money and a lot of technology in the story yeah um, i will say that my household has two big trucks we like you know haul things and and need um big truck i mean we have two because one just needs to be gotten rid of but like maybe you should get a cyber truck google says it can tow up to eleven thousand pounds but go ahead we tow more than that <laughs> we tow more than that but can i just say this is this is going to be the first time for the new season but the video that we saw and again it's going back to these alpha males i have fake dicks that are bigger than their real ones and i bet yes. they couldn't drive the trucks that are sitting in my driveway because fuck them fuck that fuck Elon i would Musk love to see shit. them park i would love to see them park one of your big trucks i have parallel parked a dually before dual 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 two tiles back anyway anyway but I won't get into all that, but like, just. I'm not going to no. tell you when I get the goggles. I'm not telling any of you. Don't. I'm not telling you because you'll make fun of me. I want to do that workout thing. The workout thing where you work out. Oh, okay. No, uh, Angela well, and I okay. talked about so this mad. last night. Like I, that I'm actually intrigued by, but nothing else. Well, no, no. I'm going to, I am going to shield myself for judgment. And I'm not going to tell any of you about my goggles. when <laughs> I get. That was a caveat. You might be able to. I'm just talking. Cool. I'm just talking about the stupid cyber truck. No, that's little, I, I, yeah, I little dick man. But why is it called a cyber truck? Like, if it's knows? I don't really know because like it's like it's, it's real though, it's, like actual. Because yeah, it's not I like, imagine it's not it being like a boron. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, no, like it's because <laughs> because Elon Musk is profoundly unimaginative. Yes. Yes, very much so. It's yeah. like a um, 1996 video game. Yeah. Um, oh, who wants to handle the next one? Um, which is Katie. I, I will go for it. I I'm will. Let I'll you stay with it. all the dicks today. I'll stay with all okay. the dicks. Yeah. Um, Katie's, Katie's on Dick Patrol today. I'm on. I mean, I don't uh -huh. like to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, men who uh send videos of themselves jacking off without yeah. checking the phone number first. Who are they sending them? Who does this? There's. I'm gonna share the the tweet so with you <laughs> because it's amazing. You're gonna Let share me... this video? I don't know. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. It doesn't. It doesn't show the penis. You, can just you don't. You don't have to look at the penis. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. I'm but, like, you're gonna hide your children. No, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll put but it in the show notes. This is the text too, exchange. Really this is the text exchange. Is what do you think of this, Christy? The full video, uh -huh. and they're like, wrong number. Oh wait, what the fuck? Who is this? Who did I send my meat to? 
This is a man named Dave. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So Yeah. So my favorite part so. of that whole thing is at the end where Dave's like trying to like make this guy feel slightly less terrible and he's like feel better. But he's it's like, nice though. And then at the end, Great the guy's cock, like, bro. you want to send me yours? <laughs> Dave's like, what? <laughs> no. Like, wait, no. Plot, no, plot I don't. Twist. Plot twist. Like, plot twist. How about maybe don't put your junk everywhere for the world to see? Just, or like, risk just say hi. Putting, say hi to a girl. Yes. yes. And if I'm so sorry. Get permission for the, for the video. Just get permission. Get permission. Just get permission. That's yes. all. Send your penis to people who actively, actively know they want yeah. to and have said so. Yes. Those, those like, please send me a dick pic. That it is an appropriate time to return and send one. Yeah. That's Dear it. God. That's uh, Angela, you're up next. Oh, I'll go. I, I think yeah. I can find a little bit of my rage. Okay. I think, I think this might bring it out. Um, fuck Justin Timberlake just go away dude just go away like why do you want to stay relevant do you want to stay I mean like what what are you doing right now who is advising you you are terrible absolutely mm -hmm. terrible and yeah. you just keep trying to make it happen and now like I and I I can't really decide if this new rising wave of misogyny, which I feel like the proto event in this was, and I, I'm loath to even say his name uh, mm -hmm. because I don't want my phone to hear me and serve me content, but mm -hmm. Johnny Depp. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, yeah. like I feel like this was the beginning. And so I have to wonder if Justin Timberlake is not digging in and trying to do like make himself a uh you know do a heel turn you know yeah and make himself a villain by leaning into his misogyny and his misogynistic past and and you know writing some kind of tell all from his perspective no one wants your perspective dude no one nobody, no nobody one fucking cares dude no one cares about you and then he did snl yeah. all this filler and the worst clothes i've ever seen and it, I, I was embarrassed for him. So just take your money, go live on an island somewhere, get out, go away. Just be cool. Yeah. You get to be married to Jessica Beale. Like, I don't know why she's still putting up with you, but like she is. So like, just like enjoy your life, dude. And can I also just say that something that occurred to me just now is that like the misogyny that's sort of like popping up, mm -hmm. is it because the nineties are coming back? Is it because we're going through a resurgence of like 90s stuff? Um, the kids have found out about the 90s, much like we found out about the 70s and the 90s. You know what I mean? Quite possibly. And it's also because I think of the way that society, you know, societies work in general, which is you have a big push forward and yeah. then you have to have yeah. that small yeah. vacuum back, yeah. you know, half a step. And yeah. the reality is, and this is why we have this segment is, uh, you know, Girls are out here. We're killing the game. Okay. Like we're, yeah. we have been killing the game and really, yeah. that is what has created this. I mean, look, there's a cottage market in the last three to four years of, um, the, the, the crisis of, for men and boys, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, whether it's books, podcasts, articles, um, you know, what, how can we, how can we help men? Um, the crisis of male loneliness. And so like, yeah, I think this is, we're, this is the, the pushback. This is the pushback time and yeah. we have to stand strong against it because fuck that. And fuck just right. And like, listen, there are many men that listen to our pod. And to you, I would like to say thanks mm -hmm. and share an emotion with somebody. It's going to be okay. Um, frankly, many of you are probably already in therapy. And we love that for you. We Get love into it. therapy. Listen, I'm just going to go straight into my, my, my second little touch point in this segment, yeah. which is if you are in therapy, oh my God, you're the best because- yes. Because as someone who is currently single, um, dude, 
you can't even you can't even date out there in the world. Dating is impossible in the year of our cat 2024 because mm-hmm. because men lack all communication skills. They are just they they are just frozen in in just this disaster of lack of ability to communicate even the most basic emotions. And um, if that's you, go to therapy. It's cool. Yeah. You'll feel Fine. great. Um, because there are nice ladies out there who would probably date you if you could just communicate with them. Just a little <laughs> is bit, this yeah. new, you think? Because I don't think this is new. I think what's new is that like women aren't fucking taking it anymore. That's yes, exactly that's, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. women have come to the realization that they would rather live alone yeah. And have a cat or a dog, then have yeah. to raise an adult man. Well, and this is what is causing. And not just raise an adult man, but take the bullshit of someone who can't just be a like a like a a regular person without. Yes, like, it's just yeah. Why I mean, life yes. is too short. And women, did I show that video too? That was like some like alpha man saying like, men don't want women to be their moms. They just want women who act just like their like moms. their moms did I send that to you <laughs> yes you said that to me that was amazing but it's like no I do think you want a mommy you do you want a mom like let's just yeah well anyway. listen you know everything has shifted and women are in the mo- we are in the strongest economic I mean not that we don't have a lot of work to do to close the wage gap um yes, and all of the other bullshitty emotional labor gaps but We've made so much progress and it is so clear that that men who haven't been able to adjust are really on the struggle bus, you know? They're they're really on the struggle bus and women are just like, "Ew, like no, I'm not dealing with that." And I'm just saying God bless anyone who does not have to even think about dating. Enjoy your relationships. Happy Valentine's Day because mm-hmm. it is a hot mess express out there. Yeah, that that's very for real. Um, I, I just. Yeah, no, I'm definitely seeing a lot, a lot more like content um, re like sort of a, a, a good class of men being like, dudes, I just need to share with you that like the threat of you're going to be alone forever is not hitting anymore. Like women would 100% rather be alone forever than have to deal with a shitty man. Every um, day. Every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Shanna, is the last one yours? It It is mine. Um, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> um, I like this one. So, for like, I mean, I don't like, like it. Yeah, (laughs) I can think of no fewer than five specific examples from my personal life of this happening. Um, but like one in particular. So I'm a member of PSEA, and I take my role very seriously in that organization, and I love most of the time um, all the work that we're doing. We're not dealing with other men who are stupid pieces of shit. But uh, my male you know, like colleagues or whatever in the organization will often say things like, well, how can, how can we help women get more involved in leadership? It's just always interesting to me that a profession that is dominated by women, when you look at our um, statewide leadership, it's two white guys. And now our treasurer is a woman of color, which is amazing. And I know her and I love her and she's phenomenal. But until she got elected, it was three white guys leading this organization. So, you know, whatever, not like they're terrible people, but like, that's not the fucking point. So a colleague is like, so what do we do? And I'm like, have you ever thought about this before? Like literally ever? He's like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, are there really that many barriers for women? Like, what's the difference? And I'm like, cool. You are leading an organization that is made up largely of women. Do you think there are barriers? Um, Yeah. So it's just like men have such mental block to like the differences in that, you know, like I referenced before, like mental load, like parenthood, like who's taking care of kids, who's doing literally all of the behind the scenes work for their families, like all the reasons why also women are better at teaching. Like, I'm sorry, I said what I said, but for the most part, we put way more of our heart and soul into what we're doing and at our own detriment because it's fucking exhausting. 
I have been battling like depression. Like I have never experienced before the last couple of months because your whole soul goes into what you do. And then you get home and what am I supposed to give to my family? Like what is left of me by the time I'm done being harassed by middle schoolers to actually give to my, and it's fucking exhausting. And also it's dark and it's cold outside. So also fuck yeah. winter seasonal, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah. but, but these well-intentioned men or like, you know, when you're in a group chat, yeah. with a bunch of dudes and one dude's being a giant wanker and when, there are when all kinds somebody of somebody says like when you point out that like in fact you do have things to worry about like um i don't know like women's health i.e abortion mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know trans folks having to deal with like the prospects having of having their health care taken away under yeah. the wrong authority so, and you're like, like those are hypothetical yeah so not to get like too specific it's you know i did i I wasn't so you didn't have to but i did it i know and i love you for it but like when when those situations are full of other men who see that kind of behavior and then on the side to the slide we'll be like hey what can i do to help and it's like open your fucking mouth something Uh, stop making me fucking defend it Jesus Christ, I am a woman band director. Do you know how few of us there are in this field that are women? And so when I go to a festival and I have to watch the same guest conductor that I've already watched in the same year and they haven't asked any women to to lead these events. And it's like, but why though? We're better at it, number one. Number two, we're fucking better at it. And did I mention that we're better at it? And also like, it's just, it, it blew my mind. I literally showed up to county band and i was like working on my mitt romney binder full of women like just making a list of every woman (laughs) i know who teaches band and i'm like look you're looking for guest conductors how about literally any of these people that don't have a penis what a novel concept and and men are just like well well how can we make this better and it's like you fucking ask ask someone else to do it speak up when you see when you see your friends doing dumb shit that you know is dumb it is not enough to text us on the side and be like well if it happens again fuck you do it the first time and i think tired of carrying it's like in those instances like you know you can give people the benefit of the doubt that they didn't speak up in the moment right like or in that chat like that text chain in that moment but what i want after that isn't the side text just hey are you okay or hey whatever or how can I be helpful? They need to reply in that chat or an email thread or in the next group meeting and make it very intentional that they acknowledge that after that you know conversation occurred that they thought about this, reached out, doesn't, ha- doesn't have to name the woman, but whatever, and said, I should have said it amongst all of us so that it was brought to all of your attention as well. Because that is what kills me is like the after, like the aftermath text, like it happened to me last week, bunch of texts, right? Well, not actually shocking that many, a few (laughs) after getting screamed at by a bunch of men, democratic men, senators. And, And I'm like, I can hold my own. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's very difficult to Shanna's point to be in an organization of whatever capacity and feel like it's worth it when you are just constantly treading water. Like, and that's, I don't know if that, like, I feel your pain, Shanna, in a completely different profession, but in the same circumstances of feeling like you're drowning. Like it's the exhaustion of, of not only experiencing the, that misogyny, but then having to also be the one to give the blueprint on how it gets fixed. And then it doesn't get initiative. I'm going to take this to a second level for everybody, especially for our listeners. If you're part of our discord, you know, your regular listeners, you know, but we are all places on our own anti-racist journey. Imagine how fucking black women feel. Mm-hmm. And imagine when we as white women don't speak up. It's the same yes. thing. And there's so much to do. So whether mm-hmm. it is shitty men, whether it's our fellow shitty white women, speak fuck up. Stand oh up for God. people when you know it's right. Allyship, yes. Allyship is not silent. Nope. And allyship is genuine. Meaning informative. I've watched in the political arena um, white men, men in general, I should say. Yeah. Certainly, obviously, just statistically speaking, more white men than not. But all, yeah. many men in the political arena, on the Democratic side I'm speaking of, um, prop up a woman 
maybe a woman of color and act like the box is checked. And it infuriates me. And it's nothing against the the the, the woman that's you know being used as the the check in the box and probably likely doesn't know. But mm -hmm. there are instances where it then is fed into and the whole purpose of like actually achieving equity is just like it's stifled, you know, and it's like yeah. it this it there's still a manipulation of the status quo to look as though they're trying to end racism, misogyny, you know, any of these like opp oppressive behaviors that sadly they exhibit in every fucking decision they make. Yeah. Uh, it's that's a that's like a segue though into actually our conversation with Senator Katie Booth. <laughs> Twenty twenty-four, y'all. Twenty twenty-four. Um, so, you know, the legislature changed. Has anything changed? LOL, sob is literally what I wrote in the agenda. <laughs> um, I guess you could say there's less bad or harmful legislation coming out of the House of Representatives, and there's some long overdue things coming out of the House of Representatives that should be already in law like 20 years ago, um, all of which are just sitting and dying in the Senate unless you have maneuvered and sold your soul, I'm just going to say it, in some capacity to be on the trade list of bills that pass. And like, I want to be very like clear about this, that it, so for people that are listening or just don't know, these aren't like healthcare for all. These, these, what we're talking about to, to become a law and go to the governor's desk is very, and it's not that, you know, democratic legislators aren't well-intentioned and all the things, and many know the landscape of like the realities. Um, so you're not going to get this gold standard, amazing thing through because somebody, even on the your own quote unquote side, democratic side may oppose it. And so it's a very interesting time to see that like nobody really wants to have the conversation that internally as a party, th there's just a lot of things that are like churning, you know, like there's the, the, the we're, we're still trying to figure out what we stand for. And, and, and I think there's some general things we've figured out, but I think that, um, I think the word compromise is the most misused word in Harrisburg. Um, yes. I think there's a, I think a compromise means that um, good things happen or positive things happen for both sides of the, on the compromise. And I think that if you allow a compromise that still allows people to be harmed, it's not a compromise. And so I, I struggle with that. So I think that that has remained the same um, I think the leadership and the administration is very different than the prior, um, relative to future plans in one's professional career, which really has made everything a little bit uglier. So uh, that's like the softest, most kind way that I could describe the situation so it's a lot of bartering um and you know you just wish you worked with people that either didn't fall prey to the system of if I misbehave I will be outcasted I won't get grant money I won't um instead of just saying we should be pushing and demanding certain things that are basic human rights and we can't you know, so it's, it's, a it's, a obviously it said earlier in the episode, we have to work on electing Democrats in November, but I guess I'm, I'm, I always think about the quote by Martin Luther King Jr. That's like the arc of justice and like how slow progress is. And I'm like, at what point is it so slow that we're 
like there's just harm like it's always been that way right but it seems now that I don't know whether because of climate change or whatever but yeah like I I feel like the clock is is ticking we have just less time right and there's a lot of harm happening and being justified even worldwide and I think that's another I mean it just goes it's kind of like what are you here for if you are in a political decision making role of any capacity what do you why why are you here and if it's to get your picture taken or to someday occupy the White House because you want to just be somebody versus help the greater good, then I, I struggle with those people tremendously. There's there's harm reduction and then there's actually reducing harm. And then there's actually harming people. Yeah. If this has yeah. not helped my... my uh, 2024 post post hacks philosophical malaise. <laughs> and I relate with pulling you back into hex town. Be hexed, <laughs> why, why do the hex? So I feel like there's yeah, like the system needs to be hexed. Because... No, truly. I mean, that's that's really that's yeah. that is well, the manipulation of the system. Because on paper, I think the system works if the right people are are a part of the system, right? Like, but when the wrong people are controlling the system. Here we are. So then, and this sucks. Um, why should people keep trying? Shit, why do you still keep trying? What's the alternative? Like, what's the alternative, right? Like, you like, it's like you could quit and walk away. Like, Shanna could probably, I'm done teaching. It's too much. Like, we all could, like, you know, I mean, there's, there's obviously financial circumstances for other people that like they can't just quit the horrible situation they're in and they have to keep I, I always think it's I'm here for a reason and there's like I know there's good in people and I'm sitting with good people right now so so there there's a reason to keep going because there's 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 more good people that that genuinely care they're just not always in the the roles of decision making and so a few people manipulating a system means that like I keep going because I represent the greater good right like I'm not a martyr but I at least have to be on the record calling bullshit when it's bullshit and and it might still happen you know like like it's not that I have the magical wand to stop any of this but I think awareness and public awareness is is imperative because I do not believe like you know, I just don't think that, like Angela said, like getting out of our bubble is one thing, but to people don't know what you, we all know in the bubble, right? And so whatever bubble you're in, the world of education, like I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know all these precise things of all the different things, but you have to talk to people. And I think that when you talk to people, you realize like they're, they're, they're so much worth fighting for. It just shouldn't have to be this hard, but it is why we're here I guess right and so I just keep going because I don't it's like you can't unsee or unlearn what you what you've saw or what you've learned so far like what do you walk away and just know that no one's there trying to stop the bad stuff anymore so you're kind of like well just keep keep going right like it's um I am I think that there is no alternative I think we have to continue to invade spaces that are used to the status quo um that hasn't been sufficient you know in, in any of these realms teachers unions um nursing and name name the thing where there's just a struggle um with well-intentioned people working in it right and so like it's like that's um i think that's why we're all here it just certainly would be a lot easier if we had more people and we just discussed a group of those people on, on our side with things, right? It would be so much more powerful if everybody got in the game all the time instead of just when it was convenient or when it didn't have risk. I would like to just take a moment to thank you because you said got in the game but did not follow it up with or stay on the sidelines or whatever the fuck that dumbass 
phrases. <laughs> Someone tells me to get in the game one more time. I'm going to stab him in the eye. I know. I'm like, motherfucker, we've been in the game. Like we've been yeah. taking it in the fucking The game is rigged. I live the game. I'm like, I always say to Trevor, like we're like the little giants. We show up with like our like, you know, homemade buttons and like all of our like <laughs> DIY. <laughs> but you know, we still get on the field. Like it's, it's just, it's just not. Yeah. yeah. So some of us are showing up like when you see those photos of uh, hockey goalies before they wore the masks, you know? <laughs> yeah. I may not have teeth, but I am still playing. Um, <laughs> Ask like me how yeah, I feel no. every day going into my classroom. It's literally that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, you know, living in Blair County, um, having been the county chair for almost 10 years now, um, it, I get that question a lot with like, why, why, how are you still doing it? Why are you still doing it? And I'm like, just cause what am I supposed to do? Like just stop doing it. Not have like, then what? democratic presence in one county of 67 of our state. Like, no. You- yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I you know, like, yeah, we because uh, somebody's got to do it. If I believe in it, if I believe it has to be done. Then I got to do it. And you, yeah. if you know something can be have good come out of it yeah. or that something's wrong, you end up stepping yeah. up right to, to to try. And I feel like some of us. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> multitasked in that space. <laughs> yeah. So I will. I do want to give a shout out though to Muth, um, who may not have actually remembered this from Thursday evening when we were on a thank you webinar together to some volunteers. But what you said to the volunteers, people who don't have positions like us, the people who are calling their legislators' offices or sending emails or whatever. You had the perfect line. And I want every elected official, that is my dream, to have that line, which is all of your support and your letters and your calls make me brave to go keep doing what I'm doing. And that was a little bit of a paraphrase, but like that is real. And if there are people listening and they're just like, oh my God, it's 2024, I can't do this. People like Moose, need those emails and need those calls support or like, Hey, I hate this bill or I love this bill or, Hey, I think you're doing a great job or thank you. And thanking the legislators who actually stand up. Um, and I think, who knows, I think you and I were both having dinner and and all that kind of stuff during this webinar, but it was perfectly framed. Um, and I wish every legislator went to Harrisburg with the shit show that it is with that mindset. So an extra shout out for you there. So Angela, I'm I'm just grateful for those volunteers because they, they're the thing they exist. They hold account. There's they demand accountability when in our, in my own caucus, it's absent. So I I think that um, they exist in such a unique way that um, like I said, they can't, they're not paid gas lobbyists. They're not, you know, like they're not from Buchanan Ingersoll. Like they're they're just like, hey, I'd like to stop the earth from burning, and could we just like save the water and like some really basic human things? And I think um, a lot of people I work with go to session in Harrisburg, and uh, they're like, it's like a social thing, and I'm like putting on my armor to protect my existence. <laughs> I'm just like, not trying to be the most popular gal in the building. If I were, I feel like that'd be a problem. Like, and so I think that the volunteers of any organization that's fighting for something moral and just really are the, the quote unquote keystone of Pennsylvania because, you know, they're holding, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, they're holding everybody <laughs> accountable. <laughs> So hopefully they can push the D's to where they need to be on an array of issues. And, you know, that's what we have to talk for. So speaking of how people are showing up in the space in Harrisburg, um, so over a fifth of the legislature is brand new. Um, do you think the dome of corruption is even a little bit less corrupt now because of this? 
I think the school voucher vote like last June was a really great example of like, um, I mean, to be candid, like when we were told what was going to happen, like they're the house is going to vote on this and they're going to vote yes. And we all just voted no. And like, which, you know, and it was the governor's going to blue line this. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. But I think the new people, some of which I that overlap my Senate district that I know really well, really had a hard time being foot soldiers of an administration. And so I think that that has helped, right? Like there's more people in the House um, Democratic Caucus that are, that are willing to say things. And I think when you're new, because you are new to this, you're like kind of so outraged or you just have general questions. And I think it's it's helpful for those people um, to, to when they do speak up, it helps some of the people that have been there even when I was elected. You know, if you've only been in for one or two terms or three terms, like in the house, that's six years. It's like sometimes people get stuck in the mud from being beat down. So when the, that voice comes in from these new newer members, it reminds people that they have their voice still, even though maybe before when they used it, they were kind of shouted down. So I think it that is that is a ray of hope. Um, I just hope that that is sustainable because more often than not, and I wish this, I, I genuinely wish with all my heart, this was not true, but even some of the most progressive members that came in when I came in are now wheelers and dealers. And so, can you stay true and fight the fight versus turning into a mini negotiator of God knows what, right? And so there's power and everybody taking a stand for something or against something. And because of that, it's often picked apart by some of our own. So if they can divide us, it's a lot, it's, it's quieter, right? So I hope that these new voices continue to hold um, you know, because it, it get, our, our Senate caucus doesn't have that kind of new membership, except for when five of us got elected in 2018. And some of that has dwindled some of that. Oomph. So I think that it's, it's good for us to, um, have that to look at, you know, as, as we, even though we're, we don't have the votes in the, in the Senate that we should be rallying hard and we should show up every day and fight. And, and I, even if I can't get the whole, the whole team on board with that, that's how, that's how I approach it. And I think that talking to the new members, the biggest thing is trying to get them to understand the history because I had no idea how um, the institutional wisdom piece of things like the historical, like there are some old, like, well, this happened back in this when who was the leader and like all this stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why does that matter now? Right? Like, like I need mm -hmm. like an eight foot whiteboard and some like, you know, like, and so, right. I, right. So I think that it's helpful that they learn the history so they know how to navigate the muddy terrain. and Right. And what's motivating different folks because there's so much, you know, yep. There's, there's so much there. Yeah. So I, I'm always um, hopeful when a new member comes to me and they're like, did you know about this? And it's like something I've learned and they're like outraged. And I'm like, yeah, and that's super fucked up. So I'm always <laughs> elated to meet someone who's <laughs> learned the, the thing that we're like, ah, why is this a thing? Because candidly, I, that happens frequently in this job where you think um, certain things exist or certain things can't happen under the law. And you're like, well, nope, not in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Surprise. So there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I just hope the ton tunnel doesn't crumble before. Yeah. <laughs> well, that oh. kind of was the last question, right? The last question was what bright spots are you seeing? But it's a light at the end of a crumbling tunnel. So <laughs> we built I-95 in like five minutes, Shanna. So I'm and sure gritty that, that tunnel from crumbling. Yeah, 100%. It's all good. Like, um, Okay. But could I ask though, for my own awful mental health, could you give us a crumb of serotonin? Like what is happening that will not make me want to stab someone in the face? Is there anything? Oh God, the silence. 
can I have a crumb of serotonin, please? Just one little crumb. You know how like when you think like like how many times in your life, and this varies, is like you've hit rock bottom. Right. Like you're yeah. like, this, like, and sometimes you look back and that's when you realize that was rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always like, in the yeah. but I, I keep thinking like, there are more people figuring out the maneuvering in Harrisburg, specifically around education, education funding. Um, I think more people are paying attention just like constituent wise, like why is this happening? We have a democratic governor or, you know, whatever. I, that is the hope Shanna is that more people pay attention because like my dad lives in Westmoreland County. He's a Democrat and he will, he will send me a text like your party fill in the blank thing. They're not doing right. And granted, uh, like he is a Democrat and I'm like, it's your party too. So like the people that are, that are members of the democratic party are the party literally so like the power of that has yet to be diminished in terms of like the formality of it right being a committee person all all these things that most people don't know there's no real organization around democratic effort in my dad's area but he does work the polls and he's the only damn democrat there and there's never a single democrat sign like nothing and so i keep telling him like you are a member of this you get to push the party like you drive the party priorities just as much as any other person and so this is the system we're in whether we love it or not but um but we can change how this works if we're all engaged it has to be a full court press though because people get tired right like we cannot all go 125 percent all the time so yeah. you just need a full team so you can sub in and out so people get a break <laughs> because that's that's what we that that's the battle ahead right like you can't yeah and so I um I think if we sometimes you're so tired you're like I just can't go anymore and then you get something terrible happens again and the rage reignites and you run on that adrenaline and so I um I'm hopeful that we don't have to do that, but I'm prepared to do that, I guess, is what I'm saying, is that we are not quitters. I wonder and... what the world would be like if we didn't have to run on constant cycles of rage. Like, is that what is that what life is like for men? Yes. <laughs> because they feel like they're entitled to everything and we're just like fighting to exist. And we are dealing with a lot of entitled men in the Democratic Party. And so I think that's just, you know, we're never going to have more money than them. We're never going to all these things. I mean, we may someday, but not in the in the future that we could, you know, take over the show. But right. if that were the way, but I don't think money wins elections. I think you need some money to win an election. I don't think the biggest spender always does. So I really hope that people think like that and just realize that until people who've experienced the struggle are in charge of government this will be the same i work with people that have no idea that their constituents have student loan debt or have medical bills or don't have health insurance or worked three jobs at one time or worried about paying rent like i work with a lot and they're not all republicans so it's right our own need to understand the privilege they've been shielded by and that includes the top of the democratic food chain. So the struggle needs to be heard and it needs to be, you know, part of why we do what we do, not just for us, but, you know, top of that food chain. So keep on keeping on. <laughs> yes. And, but, and I, I recommend music. <laughs> like in stranger things and how they're like music and bring you back to your to your sane moment so um i'm just running up that hill with my kate bush if you can play the kate bush running up that hill on your mm -hmm. so my mate just pulling band? out my outfit i will come and personally be here <laughs> give awards out to your whole band um yeah. See, the thing is when music is your job, it's not stress relief anymore. No, but you need to uh, listen oh, to sucks. someone else's like, so you don't have to. Con I know I am the resident Swifty of the group. So I just listen to Taylor yeah. saying about and how like, men are garbage. You know, and and like, I'm okay. There you go. I wasn't always a fan of her, but I am now, now that I've learned more about the struggle she went through. And like, I look back on like the whole Kanye West, like interrupting the, what like, and 
and you know Danielle Frelon to her credit was is very much a Swifty and I think you can relate to somebody going through a struggle and she could relate to the sabotage happening as an elected official um who cares about the environment um to how Taylor Swift has been bullied and and shit on and all the things and so I had no idea that she like didn't leave her house for a year like all these things and I'm like it's so shitty that people are ever have to feel that way. Like, and, and I don't care how much money you have. I don't get like, you know, it's like you, it's like you got so far and worked so hard. And then somebody had to be jealous and steal. Go to your- Lincoln Park song. And in the end, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't even, even matter. matter. <laughs> that actually came up on one of my playlists last night. The nineties. No, wait, was that, that was two thousands. Right. It was like oh, the early aughts. Yeah. Early on. Was that Lincoln Park? Was that Hoobastank? Who was that? No, it was Lincoln Park. Oh, God. Don't ever say the word Hoobastank on any. (laughs) I got an email. (laughs) I got an email from Incubus asking if I wanted to get pre sale tickets to their concert. And I was like, listen, I'm too old for a contact high. But Uh... (laughs) anyway, all right. I have to go, but I love you all. Yeah. I will say that, you know, the fact that we were out to drinks Thursday night. And I was apparently possibly drunkenly invited. I'll have to follow up to see if that was real to go to a, uh, I believe it's called Mannequin Pussy Concert. Mannequin Pussy. Yes. Apparently Mannequin Pussy is a punk band that is playing in South Central PA. Is that the one Sarah's going to? Maybe. Probably. I'm I'm a big fan of this, but also the last time I went to go hear like live music bands. I felt yeah. like I was 70. Yeah. And I don't know if I can do this again. You. I'm like, I don't know when the last time I participated in such, not that I'm discouraging it. I'm just sitting here reflecting on right. the lack of socialization. <laughs> it's I mean, a new year. It's a brand new year. And I support you, Katie. If, if I support you wholly. I think this is a year that we are going to have to prioritize our own, um, you know, health and, and well-being. And if mannequin pussy, you know, stirs your soul, <laughs> then I support that. Yeah. Oh, whatever it takes. Whatever blows your hair back. Whatever takes that edge off. That's constructive and not have not been to a solid punk show in a long, long time. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be there with my fucking walker and my black leather. <laughs> I think that's fair. We will expect a full full report out. <laughs> yeah. And some pictures. <laughs> uh, you going to bring the train in for a landing? Yeah, I'm going to bring the train in for a landing uh, for the first time of 2024. Uh, <laughs> as always. We love having the amazing, the inimitable Senator Katie Muth with us um, because it, one Katie is simply not enough. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, depending on which Katie, you know. Yeah. The Blooming Muth uh, is a great combination. <laughs> blooming Muth. <laughs> bloom so, so if you want a Blooming Muth, uh, which I think might be... It's organic and non-toxic. We would just like... Yes! That. <laughs> that might be the episode title. Lumen Moose. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you so much for joining us again. Of course. Thank you all. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be... Petitions are over when you hear this, so you don't have to worry about that. But as always, just like check out... What are the candidates doing? How much, like, what kind of help do they need? Um, you know, I, I don't know that anybody's going to be like jamming directly into primary door knocking the second petitions are over, but who knows? Um, it would be if I was on the ballot. <laughs> yes, yes. I, some some candidates absolutely. So do keep an eye out for that. Um, but uh, yeah, just generally. Uh, you know thank you for joining us once again it's season four it's 2024 um it's about to get wild um 
you know, we're going to keep doing it because um, if we stop, uh, our wheels will fall off. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I so might appreciate... steal that from you. That might be my, yes. why should we keep going? Well, because if we because if not, the wheels are going to fall off. Uh, they <laughs> only of the stay train on. that we just brought in for a landing. The wheels are going to fall off the train that we just brought in for a landing. Because and we need more train safety legislation in Pennsylvania, FYI. We do. We Plug need that. more train safety legislation so that the wheels don't come off our train and <laughs> in a very serious way in a very yeah. serious way actually yes um and, and or explode um yeah uh call the governor demand safe safe <laughs> legislation that's my governor <laughs> demand train safety listen if you love train safety and uh we should yelling. all love train safety <laughs> yeah we should all love if you love train safety and yelling then why aren't you part of our patreon yet come on uh we have an amazing discord full of some of the loveliest humans you're you'll ever hope to meet and uh and it's just generally a lot of fun um listen anytime anything is going on um we are just just posting just like talking our way through it um the governor's budget what have you just like tippity 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 tap um trying to trying to make our way through life so please come join us uh as little as five dollars a month you can support us uh and also help us pay our amazing uh producer dr ack who we love so yeah come join us do that at uh patreon.com slash the night caucus uh, and with that, um, you know, I think just uh, many thanks to my co-witches, uh, Katie, Angela, and Shanna. Um, once again, thanks to the amazing uh, Senator Katie Muth. And, um, you know, as always, our mysterious and delightful producer, Dr. Ack. Uh, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the night caucus subscribe rate us on apple pods spotify or wherever you listen to your pods um and again just you know come join our community by becoming a patreon supporter bye out, fam love you